Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. Say hello, Larry. Hello, Larry. Oh, my goodness. Larry, we are recording this on October 26th, 2019. What happened last night, Larry? Well, I went to bed at at 9 o'clock last night, and I slept like a baby all the way. No, I'm kidding. That that is not what happened. (laughs) We had an awesome haunted live stream. It was absolutely amazing. I was blown away. So... Uh, you know, because we wanted to do the buildup, right, of this thing, and yeah. we did a lot of stuff on Instagram, obviously, in our Facebook. Um, and it, it we was have a ner- Facebook. We no, we, have a, we do have a Facebook, but um, you know, doing the buildup, you kind of want to like not build up an expectation of like, man, this is gonna be freaking awesome, and if nothing happens, right. But I, I just got to tell you, everybody that's listening to this. Something, well, you're, you've already seen it. Well, it, it, you've already seen it. But if you have not, and if you're into ghost stories and ghost adventures and those kind of TV shows, this ain't a TV show. This was a live stream, yeah. and it was amazing. And oh, my God. Something happened tw- a so- few times, actually. A few times, yes. And it was, it, you know, so, Eric, I know what people are thinking. You go, oh, wait, aren't you guys Christian? And, and yes, we yeah. are. The bottom line is yes, but I, I I don't know, man. It was absolutely amazing. There was no trickery involved. You guys just got to go see it. It's up on YouTube, and it's right here on our on our the audio. Uh, but you know what? Yeah. I think I'm gonna. I think I might be speaking for you. Yeah. The podcast is cool. Yeah. But watch watch the YouTube video. And again, we to. we we hate YouTube. Oh my if God! There's we... two things in the in the entertainment industry we hate. It's you. Well, YouTube, <laughs> YouTubers, and Zoom. The oh my God! Software. <laughs> That's the we. Okay, so I don't even get me started. But yes, YouTube is. Oh, I want to point out, except for Dylan Tillman, our buddy, he is oh, a film Dylan. critic that uses YouTube. Complete yeah. different. Oh, very. And you know that, you know, he's got a He's got a point to everything, right. That yeah. he does. It's not like, well, I don't know. It's just whatever it's, it's, but I, it, it was amazing last night. You got to go watch, um, uh, links are in our description in like, uh, Facebook and, and Instagram. So it's friggin' awesome. Um, you know, as a filmmaker, Eric, I mean, it's kind of hard. It was like a tri-coastal thing, right? This thing that we did. Yeah. Um, and as a filmmaker, you got to kind of trust. Everybody has to trust everybody involved because if there's no trust, then there's like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. And then you can't go down that road. So today uh, we have a freaking awesome guest. Um, uh, I'm, I'm trying to find the right words. And all I all I know is I've never met. Our, our next guest, but I've seen him on Instagram and actually I, I follow him and I think he's one of the hardest working guys. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, definitely. Um, but and also follow him on Instagram link in the description. Yes. Yes. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, today we have filmmaker and I believe he's a writer. He's also, he's also shooting, uh, an Amazon prime movie, uh, as we speak, he's not on set right now, but, <laughs> but he, he's got it on Amazon prime or it will be, uh, but there's a lot of stuff to unpack 
with Keith Leah. How you doing, Keith? Hey, 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 I'm doing, I'm doing fine. How you guys Thanks doing? for coming on the show Good, today. Man. Good. Thank you guys for having me. So, yeah, it's a pleasure and a blessing. Ah, oh, man, thank you, thank you. So, let's get right into this. Um, when, when I first noticed you, you know, I mean, I love looking at your Instagram because you have all the, the behind-the-scenes pics and you throw in some cool videos, but one of the most crazy things that that I've seen most recently, and you've sent it to us, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, as a filmmaker, we all have to, there's certain, you know, when you're a guerrilla filmmaker, you got to do what you got to do, right? And and right. I think I'm a guerrilla filmmaker in the sense where, you know, I, I don't get permits. I don't have money to go get permits. I can't do this or that, which is totally fine. But then <laughs> you get what happened to you, Keith. Um, before we get into it, because that's the biggest thing right now going on with you, because you got a lot of stuff that have happened in the last couple of weeks. Can you talk a little bit about it? Because you're in you're in production with your Amazon um, Amazon Prime film, right? Yes, yes, we are right now. We're filming the first episode of a TV show. We have six more to go, and we, we, we've been filming all around Stockton, California for like the last two months right now. I love that. I love that, man. Um, you have had one of probably the most scariest, um, to me, just watching it, I'm like, oh, sweet Lord above. Tell us a little bit about it, because um, I don't want to say anything. It's I want it to come straight from you, and I mean, I'm, yeah, just just unpack that whole thing of, of what went down in Stockton. Okay, yeah. Well, a few weeks back, my my, my crew, my cast, um, we're filming for our Amazon Prime TV show, which is six episodes called The West Coast and American Dream, and we were out there, we all, we had we had decided that we were going to use this one location, which is um, a neighborhood liquor store called Michael's Market in our neighborhood. So we knew that we were going to be using prop guns, but not actual prop guns, airsoft. So we wasn't using guns with blanks or anything. So all you can hear is like really like the air coming yeah. out. And we went down before we knew that it would probably be some problems with the police. So we tried to take some measures. We went to the police station and we tried to see if we can hire the police because I made a movie in Sacramento before and... We had to have a gun wrangler on hand and to be for safety. Plus, we had to hire the police for $50 an hour in Sacramento. So I knew I didn't want any problems in Stockton. So I went to the went to the police station. They told me, no, you can't hire the police here. And that seemed strange to me. They said you can only hire them for events. So they never mentioned that you can call in or anything like that when I was there. They just said that uh, if you're not using guns with blanks and anything like that, then you should be fine on private property with airsoft guns and stuff. Uh, so. Yeah. So, yeah, we went that way. So the day we planned our shoot is about a week, two weeks later. So we planned the shoot. We got the permission from the store owners because I knew them my whole, been going there since I was a kid to the same liquor store in the neighborhood. So I knew them. So we had the approval. They're like my family. Yes. Yeah. We're filming inside the store. Um, everybody's outside. There's, there's no houses in the area. There's no houses around the liquor store at all. There's street, just streets. And. So a lot of people was out there watching from across the street, taking pictures and watching this film and watching this film and go over the scene. Because they the don't get to see stuff like that right. every day. Right. And it's a big event. And right. and you had a pretty big, I mean, you had a you had lights and everything. So it looked, it looked like a, a movie set. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. It looked like a movie set, the lights, the boom, the camera. 
I had my uh, cast there, uh, my cousin Sam Raw, his daughter. We had the Mrs. BP Films. Uh, we had my boom guy, Orlando. He has the boom. I, mean, I don't even see how they can mistake a boom, Mike. For <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah, so the actors are they're actually in front of us. The actors are in front of us, and we're behind the actors, and the crowd and stuff is behind us. So right when I'm they're getting ready to set it up and stuff and we're ready and I right when I get ready to say action, they said freeze. The police said said freeze, get on the ground. I guess they wanted to take action after I said that. <laughs> they thought they were talking you were talking about them. <laughs> the next thing all we know is we hear the voices and we we know from where we're from, we the, the police have a very distinctive voice. When you hear get down, get down, get, get down, you automatically know to get down. Yeah. So we all just to comply, lay down on the ground, and I only had like a, a split second, and I'm telling my cameraman, grab the camera, turn it on, but he didn't want to turn it on. He's laying next to me. He yeah. feared he was going to get shot. Right. And we might get shot anyway, so you might as well grab the camera and turn it around anyway. <laughs> yeah, true yeah. filmmaker, true filmmaker. Yeah. So I reached over, crawled over there, grabbed the camera, and turned it around, and turned the camera back on them and shot it back on them. And when I shot it back on them, that's when I noticed that it wasn't just one police. It was like 15 police. What? God. Cars. They had us blocked off. And because we never heard any sirens at all. Any Usually when you hear gunshots or somebody got shot, you hear sirens. Woo, woo, woo. They, yeah. they up. But this time we didn't hear any sirens. They, we just, uh, when I turned around, I seen them carrying machine guns and, and guns with scopes with infrared beams on us. And I'm with <gasps> kids here. It's kids. You know, we have a boom mic. Yeah. We knew. Yeah, you would have had to set it up with your team to call in first to say, you know, we're going to set off this perimeter. Exactly. You guys go there. And, but we knew that they knew that it, afterwards we started talking to them. I kind of figured that they probably knew. I mean, they searched my mom and searched my, my, my daughter. And they didn't oh even have. Uh, usually when you come in and search people, you have to have a woman officer on hand, too. Yeah. So they didn't have a woman officer on hand or anything like that. And um, at the end of the video, I was trying to tell the officer, but it, we couldn't tell him. He was saying, why don't you guys call in? Why don't you guys call in? And that's my mom on there. And she's saying, yeah, I thought about it. I thought about it. But she never got to say, that's just her personal thinking. She never got to say, we went down to the police officer right. and tried to hire you guys. And well, she was a little scared. It's hard to yeah. think when something like that's going on. You know, your memory, your recall is not going to be that good. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Because that day, if, a, if another car would have backfired, uh, it would have been a lot worse. It would have been oh. a lot. Worse. Oh my god! Yeah, oh my god! Because they were—they had machine guns that you're not even supposed to ride around in the car with. Usually, you can ride around with a shotgun, but you can't ride around with with a assault rifle. So that's how I knew it was some type of other. And then we had heard that there was another call around the corner that might have been a shooting around the corner. So I'm not oh even sure if got mixed or not. So. Yeah. Yeah, after that, so then I had to get in, um, I got in touch with some more people, so I so I went down to City Hall, because I wanted to know the whole, you know, what was the ins and outs of this, uh, What was, they, they wouldn't give me the police call or anything like that, so we can't hear what the call in, what they were saying, but I wanted to know what made them really want to come that aggressively, I can understand, and there's a guy about running a, a show out here called 209 Times, and he put us out there, and he got like 27,000 views, and yeah, he was, yep. what did you expect to happen to you in Stockton? Well, I didn't expect to get killed over doing a TV show. Right. Forcefully. Usually then inside. So we went to city. I went to city hall the other day and I had a meeting with the events coordinator. And she's the head of the events coordinator. And that's how you have to hire the police. Because usually they hire them when we have a, at a stadium or a game. But you can't hire yeah. them. 
Uh, yeah, no, no arts. You can't hire him for the arts here in Stockton. So, huh. but, yeah, we don't. And then when I found out, because everybody was trying to say call in and and talk to the film commissioner, but then we don't have a film commissioner here. We don't have a film commissioner here. There's no permits. You're you're allowed to film on government property, but not private property. Well, you can film on private property if the people owns the private property and let you. Yeah, yeah. But, you can't just call in here and call the police. You have to go to the events coordinator who will talk to the police and the watch commander to see if they can get that going for you and have somebody come out and check and see if, if you know, if everything's okay. But you can't just call and have them there the same day. And I asked if I could I asked if I could record inside of City Hall while the police was there, but the police didn't want me to record in there. Yeah. Couldn't record yeah. the video. Yeah. So he just said that there's nothing really that they could do unless you put well, starting since I came in here and bringing up the whole film and the art stuff, now they're going to allow you to hire the police, but you have to put in for 45 days to hire the police to be on set here with you now. So you have to do a 45-day thing with them. But you're allowed to shoot the same day if you're on private property without any you know, blanks or just uh, airsoft guns. Then you can shoot. So then I was trying to tell them that we're missing a lot of money here because we're not, we don't have a film commissioner. There's no paperwork for you really to sign. There's nobody really to really go talk to the film in Stockton because they say that they don't have enough money here for a film commissioner. And I know that there's $35 million missing in Stockton that's supposed to be going to the homeless and nobody's found that. So there's money mm. here for the art. They're just not really digging in deep into it and stuff. And I was trying to tell them, well, maybe we need to talk to the film commissioner because you're the events coordinator, but we're missing the, film arts projects and we're missing a lot of things here because we don't have a film commission nobody can go out there and solicit jobs to hollywood to yeah yeah nobody to bring no because they shot a lot of movies here in stockton they shot porgy and bears rampage they shot um even some of like the Raiders of the lost art they shot some some of them scenes here they shot a lot of movies here and northern california used to be called hollywood north it was north hollywood there used to be a lot of movies in northern california shooting but now, since recently, every I mean, I guess when technology had changed, that's what sparked up the interest again with everybody buying cameras because before everybody was shooting 16 and 35 right. film and it was hard and, and nobody wanted to pay for those big budgets. But now the budgets are getting smaller and everybody got these red cameras or right. Sony cameras so you can bring all of that in and you can still make it look like a million dollar budget just with what you're working with. Yeah. I was trying to talk to them about that, and they said that we're going to try to uh, get together. I'm going to be meeting with my District 5. Um, her name is Christina Fugazi. She's over the District 5 over our area and try to get with her and talk about um, how can we prevent this because we don't want nobody else to go out there and be able to start filming with guns and get shot or anything like that. Yeah. So she said the only thing that they could do and provide me with is if I passed out flyers and made signs. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, that's okay, but what some people ride by them signs and won't see them. Right. And I would rather have to hire the police in a cricket in 45 days because if we just call in, you might have an off-duty police officer ride by and he sees something and he's he can go he bad. Freak day. out and everything else, yeah. You yeah. know, that that's the one thing that, um, you know, a, as you talk, and, and in L.A., they have, you know, the, they have, like, uh, obviously they have the film commission, but for for independent, dare I say, guerrilla artists to, to be able to coordinate that stuff. They have the uh, permit um, offices, you know, that go around, that you go to the permit office and they take the steps and they do all that stuff for you. Um, and I'm telling you, man, it, 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 it's occurring to me, the more that you talk and the more that you speak, 
not only are you the hardest working man yeah <laughs> in, in in entertainment you are absolutely one of the smartest men exactly yeah and because it you're it's not so just looking out for yourself you're looking out for the filmmaking community at large so when you were talking about the permits, I remembered. Um, do you guys remember the movie Hollywood Shuffle, Robert oh, Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the way they filmed that. If you're a college student, you don't need a permit. Oh. So his whole crew got UCLA t shirts <laughs> so that if people said, Where's your permit? Oh, we're UCLA students, we're doing like, a project. Okay. okay, okay, you're good, you're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. get around it too. I think they shot for like a hundred thousand or something. And something got, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Got, got mad at the industry and took it, took it on his own and went out there and did it. Yeah. He's, that, that's definitely one of the guerrilla filmmakers that, that got it off the ground. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely for sure. Um, to, you, and as you keep talking, Keith, man, you have, you know, it, it's always something how one one step leads to another. It almost sounds like you could be the 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 big push in getting this this film commission, and it doesn't have to be a giant one. I yeah. mean, you know, you 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 know, I think more than most people um, about because you've been through. It. I mean, I think yeah. I think you know, I I think there's there's the learning aspect because you can only learn so much, but then when you do it. It makes you even more knowledgeable. And yeah. and what I would suggest to you is, and you've probably, you know, thinking about this, but it really dawns on me that you should actually take take a big part in putting this together because you're the one that's actually uh, addressing all these. And dude, I mean, on, on, on Instagram, you have you walking out of City Hall, giving everybody an update. And I love that, man. I love and people love that. Um, and, and I think, I think Stockton will be a better place for it. Um, and so I think in my humble opinion, you should just follow this thing and you should really take ownership because I, if you are, you taking all the ownership, right. And you're yeah. directing them where to go in a way where it's, it's not like, Hey man, I know you got to listen to me. It's like, no, I want to actually active, actively work with the community and the government of Stockton to get things changed. And that is absolutely amazing, man. Absolutely. I think the hey. big thing hey. is we're going to ask a lot more questions about because oh, yeah. there's more to you than this. But oh, yeah. the whole the big thing of this is how non-film people, especially those in the government, don't understand the importance of the arts. Having yeah. a film commission and bringing people into film only helps the community. You look at what's going on in Atlanta. If they didn't have their film commission and everything that's going on, they'd probably go bankrupt. <laughs> you know, it would be very hard. And you look yeah. at how all of the great stuff is going still to Canada. Yes. And yes. other, but if we started in America in our communities to push the film commission and the arts in general it'll bring money into our smaller communities and it'll give people we'll see you know you out there and other people filming movies and like hey that guy's they're, they're they it's it's legal to make a movie in my neighborhood like right. i i didn't know you know people from new jersey were allowed to make movies till i saw clerks 
It's like, yeah. wait a minute. They, they let you make, if you don't have to be from Los Angeles to make a movie? So what you're trying to do isn't just make a movie. You're trying to make an impact on your community and world at large. And I had much props for that, man. Yeah. Much. much. Man, and... and- and before, and I know Eric and I can talk because you're a filmmaker and we love talking to filmmakers. Um, don't get us wrong. We love talking to everybody because everybody's <laughs> got a story. But I mean, you're, 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 you're such a fascinating um, person because Eric said, look, there is more to, to you than what's going on. But let's face it, man, it's true. Any uh, what any press is even bad press is good press because you know you you've been on the news. I mean, you put that on Instagram. Everybody knows your name, and now instead of a gorilla filmmaker who's gonna kind of make it, you're you're climbing up like a little ladder, right? Of of so now you've got you're at this you're at this point where people have they they know who you are, they've seen you, and they go, oh man, that's that guy who was. Like, you know, they had him, they, they had the film crew and the guns and the police came. It's so you're that guy. The, it's going to get to the point where people are going to question that event and go, oh, come on. He had to have staged that. That was exactly, all the work exactly, to get promotion exactly. for the movie. Exactly. So, did you study film or were you just, a, you know, a fan that decided to start making movies? Um, what happened was, it was... Everybody has a Spike Lee story. Everybody has that one. Yeah. But so that's kind of true in a way. He came out with She's Gotta Have It. Um, I think we were in Germany at the time when it came out. It was on VHS tape and everybody in What Germany. were you doing in Germany? Uh, my dad My dad was in a service, so we went over there. Oh, okay. Yeah, Thank we went you over- for his service. Thank you. Yes, very much. Tell him that. Yes, yes. For real. Thank you. For sure. Matter of fact, he's somewhere over there. Say hi, Pop. You can see him trying to. Oh, we got to oh. say. Thank you very Thank you much. so much for your service, Thank sir. You. God bless you. Thank yeah. you. That's awesome. So we were um I seen that, but I never knew that you could make movies. I knew that he had did it. It was a big thing about him. I was still young again and um I watched it, watched it over and over, and I was like, Wow, this guy really got his money together and really really went out there and went to got his grandmother some money and he put this movie together on his you know, had his team and put the crew together and made a movie. But then I still didn't know how you really could do it. I knew that that's when I knew we could tell our own stories. But then there was another guy who had came out by the name of uh, Matty Rich. And Matty Rich had uh, made a movie in New York. And his movie, he had raised, uh, went on the internet. No, wasn't no internet. I take that back. He went on the video. <laughs> and he had raised um, $100,000 for uh, his movie. And that's when it, it, it kind of sparked me that I could tell my own stories to where I was from. And if you could really get a crew and put it together. So... I went to, uh, we was in San Francisco at the time, so I went to City College in San Francisco. And I learned, I took up every film class there was from editing, but we were we were editing on film. film. We, yeah. Oh, wow. We, yeah, we were slicing and editing and you can cut your fingers and all that. And <laughs> it was just a whole different, different time. And after that, that's when I decided I wanted to make a movie from there. And since I had took up all of the classes, so... I went out there running around with a chicken, like with a head cut off, telling everybody, hey, I want to make a movie. I want to make a movie. <laughs> Ran into some people. They said, okay, you want to make a movie? Where's the script? I hadn't had a script. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a what now? I love that. They were asking me, 
I was running around like a chicken with my head cut off in San Francisco, asking everybody, going to every arts thing, telling people I want to make a movie, how you make a movie. And then they were just like, okay, you want to make a movie? Where's the movie script? But I didn't have a movie script. So I had to go back. I just had an idea. So I had to go back like four or five months. And um, I went to a library. I didn't have a library card. I used to steal the books. But then I come back after I was done reading them. So nobody knew they was gone. So I didn't want to mess with nobody. Couldn't get them. <laughs> or read all of those. Go to uh, City College for the classes. And I had met a, a guy by the name of Armand Garrett. And um, he uh, believed in me. And by this time, I had a movie script. Though, and it was called Inner City Life. And he read the movie script. It was about some people making it out of the streets and changing their lives. And he liked it. So we shopped it around San Francisco. We ended up getting um, Spice One to be in it. He was trying to raise, he's a well-known um, rap artist in the Bay Area by the name of Spice One. So he read and he said he'll be in it. And from there, we was trying to raise $100,000. And over the year, it didn't happen. So we had to cut back on that. So that didn't happen. But so I just started interning still on like the, um, uh, I did interned on the Panthers, interned on, um, what was that, uh, Robin Williams movie, um, it's a Doubtfire in San Francisco. Wow. Uh, more. I did a lot of interning in PA, but first I was interning, then the people will see you interning in San Francisco and then they'll hire you to become a PA after they see you can work for free. They'll hire yeah. you so yeah. working on commercials and stuff. And at the same time, I still had the, the dream of making a movie because we couldn't raise that $100,000. So then I ended up moving back to Stockton. And from Stockton, I moved to Hollywood. I moved to Hollywood. Yeah. And, and then after that, I came, tried that whole machine out there for two years and um, was out there. Um, matter of fact, my ex, she, well... I was out there with one of my ex-girlfriends, and uh, she was doing a movie thing. She went on to uh, write and direct a movie with uh, Monique, and she she made a big wow. budget. Though, so, yeah, it was wow. What was it, Fat Fat Girls? I think it was Fat Girls. She had oh, made. Oh wow! Huh? Yeah, yeah but see, I had to come back to Stockton, but I learned the Hollywood game and the machine and all of that. So I came back to Stockton, and I was wondering how could I make a movie. And if I'm making an inspirational street movie, then how would I, who would give me the money for that? So I thought maybe a rap company would. So there was a rap company in Sacramento, and I went and talked to them. And I, uh, actually, they came to my, to, to my neighborhood, and it was a rap company. And I knew that they had millions of dollars. And the guy, I listened to their music all the time, even before I met him. And they were called Black Market Records and Cedric Singleton. And I talked to him. And... Gave him the movie script. He believed in the movie script. And he said, if you write one for for one of my artists, then uh, we'll make the movie. So he had an artist on his label by the name of Chopper. And I went with him and I sat and we got together and we wrote up a, well, I wrote up the story. I took all his ideas, put them all down in a notebook and went back to my house, wrote up the whole format and all of that, wrote it up, dialogue, came back and let both of them read it, the owner and him, they both agreed. So then that's when we, I got the green light to make my first movie, which was called Greedy. And wow. This is actually the, uh, this is, this is my first one right here. Oh, seven, wow, man. Seven years ago, a few, uh, a few years ago. So then I'm after I'm up on IMDb right now, it looks really cool. Okay, thank you. Yeah, yeah, I made that one. We traveled. We traveled with that. I did the Cannes Film Festival 10 days, the Hollywood Black Film Festival, San Francisco Black Film Festival, Las Vegas Film Festival, Sacramento Film Festival, and I think uh, Nebraska Film Festival we did. 
And nice. that's, yeah, it wasn't no internet at the time. So uh, there, you might have heard of uh, Maverick Films. You heard of Maverick Films? Yeah, yeah. With Doug Schwab? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know Doug Schwab. Me and Doug Schwab, we oh. met in Santa Barbara at a hotel. And um, Doug, he wanted to buy this movie. He wanted to, he, they wanted to buy it. He brought out a whole catalog of over 100 movies and stuff. And he oh. was telling me that um, they don't give you percentage. That we just oh. buy every movie out front. They'll give you 20000 30000 He wanted to give us 70000 for this movie. Woo! I couldn't take it because I'm not the owner of the movie. I'm a hired gun, writer, director, yeah. producer. Yeah. On the back end. <sighs> so he didn't want to take the deal because the internet was just getting ready to start kicking up and he didn't want to just take that upfront money and didn't have no percentage or, or yeah. anything, no points. So the owner never took the deal, but he ends up putting a movie on Amazon.com and it's still on it right now. So it's on Amazon.com. Very never cool. Like streaming sites yet. So it never came out on any streaming sites, but our situation didn't work out because of the paperwork. So I had to leave that company. So the situation didn't work out. So right now, Still trying to go through that, which collecting your money is something else. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Collecting your money. So I had to leave that company and regroup. And um, after that, I, I just I went to City College because the technology had changed. And I came from the film world. Yeah. So now it was changing. So I had to jump into communication classes and go get an AA in communications and learn yeah. final cut and learn how to edit and, and, and all that. And HD was coming because Nobody wanted to shoot with the uh, tapes of 3CCD no more. So I remember those days. Yeah. Jumping. Yeah. So, yeah. So then I ended up making this, uh, got my friends and I made this graffiti movie. We made uh, okay. Friends of Fury. And it wasn't that, this movie is not that good because it was hard for me to make because when I was at uh, City College, uh, we was my last semester we were supposed to make, actually we were supposed to make this movie, but my professor told me, uh, well, Keith, we're not going to make your movie. We're going to make a movie that I wrote, and it's called Something Sunshine right now for radio. So I wasn't able to use the school equipment that they had brand new and all the big-time stuff that they had, so I wasn't able to use that. So I just went out and bought my own camera then, and then um, I shot this graffiti movie. The graffiti movie wasn't that good, but I was still able to hold a story from beginning to end. And I was wondering at the time... Uh, how would I get this out to the world just like everybody else? And I um, met some people up in Hollywood and they didn't charge me anything. They're just helping me get my stuff out and they're making sure that everything is conformed and I can get it on Amazon and, and get it out there to the world. And if I wanted to go to Hulu or if you want to go to um, iTunes movies, um, all that, all that's there for me. But, but right now um, I did that. We put it out there, and that's what that's how I got the deal because of this movie. This movie, I know. So whatever, sometimes that people don't like, might other people might see it and get you somewhere else in life. Yeah. So made that movie, put it on. Um, it's on Amazon right now, and that's where that's how I got the deal to be able to put my own television show on. So now we're gonna do a six wow. part show and cut out the you know cut the middleman out. Yes. Get my, all my team percentage. I don't want no different than what everybody else gets. So if it takes off, you know, it takes off, everybody get the same amount of percentage because I've been through that. It's like getting raped when you make some yeah. artists. Somebody doesn't yeah. take all your hard work and stuff. It's kind of yeah. 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 Wow, man. Wow. And you know it's it's uh, it's always interesting no matter how many filmmakers we talk to because let's face it. 
um, writing a book, it's it's different, which is okay. I mean, all kinds of art is is different, but normally filmmaking is the same story. It's the same struggle. Um, yeah. you know, uh, and I I've I've got to say, man, you came from the actual filmmaking side, so you know how to cut, splice, tape, and run it through. Um, I personally don't know how to do that. And I think that's freaking awesome. First and foremost, when I went to, um, Los Angeles city college, there the, I didn't take editing. I didn't learn editing till I got premiere, but in that editing class, you had to start on film. It was like yeah. footage from Gunsmoke you would have oh, to wow. buy. And then you <laughs> yeah. would learn to cut it. And then you would get to go up to final cut. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Cool. That's kind of cool because you learn the basics because my requirements was you had to go out on your own and shoot a two-minute movie with a Super 8 camera. Wow. You had to, and then turn that in. So we were shooting with Super 8 cameras. We had to learn about the lights and all of that stuff. So it was, it's, it's, yeah, it's, a, it's a good process to learn on film. But also now that they got these new cameras, I mean, you could just go out there and film now. So it's kind of like the same thing. It's just a little bit easier for you to edit. The lighting is, is inside of the cameras now. It's a little bit better for everybody now because they can just pick up a yeah. camera. Would fact, you, oh, sorry, go on. Would you say that learning on film taught you how important the set running a set is? Because nowadays, you know, it's like one-to-one when you're doing something. You can take as many takes as you want, but back in the film days, oh, you had to be rehearsed, blocking. So do you think learning from film has greatly affected your style today? Yes, it made me more conscious and aware and, and yes. made me be on point of what I have to do and what not have to do because you you really have to be on point because... Back then, you couldn't waste any film footage because film footage cost a lot, and you yeah. couldn't you couldn't waste it. So you knew you had to get your right shots, or you better come with your storyboard, or your storyboard better be in your head when you get there, so know these shots count, so you could move, hurry up, and move to the next set when you got done with that one. Because then it's time is money, and you don't want to waste anything. And now you could just with these new cameras, you could just repeat and shoot over and say action, and you might not take it as serious as a person that knows that you don't have that many shots because you really, really have to formulate them shots and go over them and make sure that you got them. So it's, yeah. really, it's, it's definitely brung my, it definitely brung my game up. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, it, and it certainly sounds like it. See, there, there's, there's difference in people who kind of talk around filmmaking. And then there's people that talk through filmmaking. And you're one of those people that, that talk through filmmaking because you can dig right in and i'm i'm a big respecter of that uh first and foremost um so to me you're a true i mean man i i'm in i i and i mean this i i mean you are a great not only a nice person just being able to talk to you and meet you um on the podcast but you are a great person because of your knowledge um uh and and it's it's knowledge that I don't care how many schools you go to. I don't care how many degrees you have, which is fine. Great. You know, but no. knowledge, knowledge is key. Meaning if you don't do it, you have no idea what you're talking about. Well, like I always say, I mean, film school, if you've got the money, the burn and you want to waste time, go to film school. But until film school can teach you a class called 
what do you do when your actress shows up on set and doesn't have the wardrobe for today and you gotta look calm and collect in front of all the actors while you take your DP around and start screaming, oh my God, what are we gonna do? When film school starts that class, then yeah, you wanna be a filmmaker, go to film school. But the way we really learn is by doing, and that goes with anything. Like if you want to play sports, you know, you can't just study, you know, how to play football. You need to start playing and get tackled right away really (laughs) badly. You know, your first movie cannot succeed. You mean your first shorts, they cannot succeed and do well because then you won't learn anything. Yeah. Exactly. You have to go through it. You have to go through the eye of the storm and come out of it. It's a baptism of fire being a filmmaker. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's so visual. And, you know, that's the thing, you know, when the the place I work, he's like, well, do you think it'll work? I said, man, it it, on paper, this looks brilliant and it sounds Mm -hmm. good. But when you look at it, because it's such a visual medium, you have no idea what it's going to look like because once you get into it, you're like, oh, no, that can't. We got to move. And 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 see, that's that. That is the thrill of it all is you get to a location, you have it on paper and it sounds good. It reads good. But yeah. then you get to the location and you're like, oh, crap, this is horrible. We just went through that the other night. We were supposed to be shoot, shooting at a house. But a guy, a friend of mine, asked me, did we want to use a warehouse? I've never once seen a warehouse before, but of course I want to use a warehouse. Yes, yes. <laughs> so we went there, we shot. As soon as I seen it, I said, okay, well, let me figure this out. Well, you can come through this door and you can use this one. Just, we're just not using the bed. We're just going to be using the back room. We'll just act like you was in the back room. It's still movie magic. Just close the door there. I think it was a bedroom. Right, right. And that's the sign of a, a good filmmaker. Never oh. ask about the location. You're just, okay, fine. Let's I'll do it. it. Let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. That, you know, or but that... like when, when you're offered a gig, you never ask questions like, hey, do you think you can make a romantic comedy yeah sure yeah. i could definitely yeah. do you like romantic comedies no but i can make one <laughs> <laughs> that's right as always yes i can <laughs> man and that that's it but see i think as a filmmaker actually as an actor first thing because look i started out as an actor and and now on the other side i see how difficult actors are and I don't, yeah. I don't play that yeah, game. I can't get it from the. Yeah, and and yeah, it's so kind of like, huh? Oh, say that again. I said you're blessed. You can do both. That's that's a blessing. That's yeah. A blessing. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, but I, you know, and I get it. I respect, I respect when actors go. You know, I, I, I'm not ready yet. And this is when I teach acting or when I taught acting. This is what I told actors all the time. It's like, you can be a professional and you can go. You know, um. Uh, director, can you give me like, cause it, it depending on the scene, right. Coming into it and you know, you have to be as an actor, you have to be present, but you have to let everything go to be, you know, depending on, you know, the scene and the emotional value of it. But, um, I, I think it's, I think as a director and as a creative person, you have to be able to go with it and whatever that, whatever it is, you just have to go and, you can't really question it outwardly in, in your mind. You're going, oh, crap, 
I hope this is gonna work. Mm-hmm. Oh crap. Okay. But you but but also I think you have to trust the process. You do. You know, and I think that that in itself is the key to being not only a, a professional wherever you are, but to be able to let the material and I don't want to sound maybe this is weird, the material will dictate, but the director and the act the, the director will facilitate what the actor needs to bring. Does that make sense at all? Yeah. That's yes, so it does. He will bring it out of, yeah. Yes, he'll guide you. They will guide you. The director will guide you. You can get I mean a lot of directors, you get some that's like straight paper and you have to say them lines exactly the way they want. And then you have a lot of directors that's free and let the actors express themselves and come up with ad libs and they'll tell you what they think the character might want. And I don't turn down any ideas. If you're the actor and you think that you think that you want to bring this character and got something you want to add to it, let's rock it. Let's rock you're it. You're gonna get the credit for it anyway, is the director. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Man, yeah. that dialogue was great. Yeah, I know, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. So Keith, how 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 best can people because I, I, I would really love the 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 producers and the people that can make a difference. Uh, once you send people to listen to this podcast and find out who you are and how you work, um, because man, I, I'll give you a reference right now. Yeah, like absolutely. not even not even knowing how you work on set, but how you are right now, dude. You are really good. I must yeah, say, Thank you. I you know, um, how can people best get a hold of you um, to contact you um, and and start. You know, I think that's the main thing. It you're a proven person that you can do this. A proven commodity. Thank you very much. That's my word. A proven commodity and that you that you know how to do what you're doing. But also, man, so how can how can people best get a hold of you? Um, you know my social media accounts um through Keith Lee Movies on Instagram. That's Keith Lee L E A, um Twitter. Keith Lee Movies, um, Facebook, Keith Lee Movies. All mine is under Keith, Keith Lee Movies, and that's how you can, you can definitely reach me. You can, look, you can look me up. You can Google me. I'm definitely on Google somewhere. And, but best of them right now, definitely um, through the emails uh, at topfilmmaker.com. You can Gmail me, but mm-hmm. that's just, just the social handles right now. Yeah. yeah. Or I, oh, oh, reach me through uh, Something Something Podcast with a... Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah, well, thank and you. again, all links will all of Keith's leak links will be in the description. And again, we will forward anything on, you know, we're following yeah. each other, oh, we're Facebook buddies. Yeah. So yeah. we'll pass anything along. And and you know, actually I must say, um, before we wrap up, you are uh, you are the sweetest guy to be able yeah, to okay. to uh leave comments and leave reviews for us. And, um, that's what, you know, Eric, Eric, when Eric started talking to me about doing the podcast, this is what he wanted to do is talk to people just like you filmmakers that have a voice and projects that they need to get out. And, um, it's very good for, for, for us to be recognized by you because I mean, and I, it's just, it, it goes hand in hand. So I can't say enough. So thank you very much. Yeah, I mean, I just want to say thank you guys both. And, you know, it's really, really is a blessing because when you get opportunities like this, it, it can be nothing but the creator because 
He puts wow. everybody's path in each way for a reason. And I know the way we hooked up, and then now the chemistry is good. Yeah. And yeah. Yes. Let you guys give a voice out to the artists because there's not a lot of people that they don't care if you made a, a, a movie. They still don't want to talk to you. It could be a big budget movie. They don't want to talk to you. But you guys are talking to the people who really out there pushing on the guerrilla side and really independence that's really, you know, have to go through the grind and stuff. And you really want to say thank you guys. It's a blessing for you guys, man. Wow, you thank you for saying oh, that. Wow. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Keith, I can tell you we will be working together on a movie someday. Oh, yeah, man. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm putting it out there right now. Well, I was going to say this. You. By this time next year, you could watch Keith's series on Amazon. Yes. Watch larry's movie on amazon and yeah. in the middle of that watch my short film on amazon <laughs> that's right that's right that's right congratulations thank that's you that's really nice. man i'm gonna say this her name was samantha didn't get released it escaped <laughs> it's like wait wait it got out what do you mean <laughs> and finally finally that's awesome though that is awesome got out well, there everyone oh, keep... oh, oh, one wait wait one more one more one more i know i know we're we're i mean this has been a great interview and i just want you to know keith right now whenever your series comes out i want you to come back on and and um I maybe even have like a couple of actors with you yeah, and we can please. talk about the series and we can point to people to go watch your series. Yeah. So uh, we need to keep in contact. You have got a, you, I'm a big fan. So we're going to have our, our, our social media kind of blowing you up. Um, so yeah, just thank you for coming on tonight, man. Thank you very much. Yeah. I hope you guys get to watch it because we have a great cast. I mean, all the people from Stockton, from, the missus, she's an artist, singer, writer, rapper, producer, now actor. Sam Raw, he's from he's a local artist. Uh, he has his son, who's be on his son is on TV. Did a few things called Bud Awesome, and his daughter she acts. So we got them, and we also got my cousin Quincy. We have um, who else? We have Quincy QP. We have QP on there. So we have all all these people are real artists from around Stockton. So everybody knows all of these people that's in the movie. So. I mean, movie, sorry, TV show, which is called The West Coast American Dream. Okay, so all these, you guys get to see them, but they really are very talented people, and they're working hard themselves to even be actors and put themselves out there for the yep. world to see them, too. So yeah, yeah, get to see them. Bless you guys. Bless, bless, bless you guys. Thank you so much Thank for you, coming on Thank tonight. You. Can't wait and to talk to you and come back on. Remember, don't hang up when we sign off. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. Keith, thank you so much for coming on. And like we said, anytime you want to come back on to talk about anything, you know, movies, TV, anything that's on your mind, let us know and we will set it up. And remember, everybody, in closing, be excellent to each other.